0: Hey boo, this week we are talking about energetic protection because we are in April energy, we are in emperor energy and your emperor, the emperor, wants you to feel safe in the world, wants you to take stock of what's yours, wants you to feel the fullness of your power, wants you to know that this world is a beautiful place that desires your co-creation, that desires you to be safe so that you can be free, that wants you to be safe so you can make art. Um, So we're gonna talk a little bit about this concept of like, I need to protect my energy. What does that mean? Where does it come from? What are the kind of assumptions that live underneath that? And then I'll share with you a couple of my favorite tools. Yeah, that's it. I hope you love it. I hope you listen. I didn't edit it because my girls at Salt House told me not to. I hope that works out for you. It's a little long and rambly. But it is sent with so much love. Bye! It's giving everything is sacred. It's giving art. It's giving light you up and turn you on and set you free. It's giving curiosity it's giving you are the wisdom keeper it's giving freedom more freedom it's giving love please more love it's giving you are more magical and powerful than you can comprehend it's giving i don't know what's happening but i am so here for it it's giving you are pure potential it's giving mystical Okay. I want to talk today about this idea of energetic protection. It came up in the full moon circle. It came up in reflection on that April energy forecast. It's a kind of a basic question, right? When you first start feeling into energy work, maybe even before you start feeling into, you know, beyond the 3d manifestations of our bodies, we wonder about safety. I mean, it's one of our first kind of confrontations in childhood. Am I safe? your safety, right? Maslow's hierarchy of needs in terms of the chakras, the root chakra, like everything starts with the sense of, am I safe? Am I safe in the world? And I think that we think of safety as a state, right? Like I can achieve the state of safety. And for the purpose of this conversation, I would love us to think about it a little bit differently. I'd love us to think about safety as an energy, as a transmission, and as a currency. Just like, begin to let those words kind of drift through. Safety is not a place I stay. Safety is an energy I cultivate, energy I work with, energy I exchange with the world, energy I broadcast to the world. Safety is a transmission and a currency. And so when we begin to kind of get deeper into this idea of an energetic protection, I want us to kind of get curious about what's underneath that. And what's underneath that is this idea of, am I safe? And if you were to go on Instagram, you know, hashtag energetic protection, spiritual protection, you would see that there's a million methods and techniques and talisman and spells that you can kind of invoke that can help you kind of generate this energy of protection, this energy of feeling safe. And I'll talk to you about some of the tools and techniques that I use but anyone who works with me knows that when this when I'm offered this question, when I'm asked this question, I really want to start with something a little bit deeper, which is, you know, why do you need that? What what about what are the assumptions or the presumptions we're making about the world that we would imagine we need to be protected? And why I talk about this idea of safety is obviously that's part of it, right? Like if I felt safe in the world, totally and fully and truly, the idea of energetic protection would never come into play, right? Because I wouldn't need it. I would live in a safe world. And we all know, unfortunately, that's not the case for most people, for many people at least. But the other thing that would be true is that if I really trusted my power, if I really, really in my bones believed that I was the divine experiencing itself as Kirsten. If I really believed that I had my connection to Pachamama, my connection to source, my connection to all beings, everyone, everything I experienced was also the divine experiencing itself and that my power in fact had no limits. And I don't mean power like going out into the world power. I mean power in terms of my own ability to generate the energy that I need, my own ability to handle whatever life brings my way, if I really believed in my integrity and wholeness and divinity, and truly the sacred quality of my connection to source, the fact that I am source, if I truly, truly felt that, then also this idea of energetic protection wouldn't come into play, right? Because I would trust myself. I would know there is no energy beyond me. There is no energy more powerful than me. There is no, nothing to trespass upon my space because my space is held by divine guardians at the gate. So those are kind of two, the two things that come up for me when people say to me, you know, how do I protect my energy? How do I protect myself? Especially when we're when we're kind of beginning to expand beyond the 3d and we're beginning to understand that there are so many forces at work that are not to be seen or touched or but like when i begin to like understand that the energy is that the world is full of unseen energies untangible intangible energies then i begin to wonder like well what what's out there and the other dimension that kind of comes up for me is You know, so what I've said so far is how safe are you feeling in your body? How strong do you feel? How powerful? How in touch are you with your own divinity and your own, you know, energetic source and alchemizing capacity, right? And then the third thing is this universe that we are, this world that we are, you know, co creating with, this world that we are dancing with. What do I see when I perceive that? Do I see a place of danger? Do I see a place where I am being under attack? Or do I see a place where I am a co-creator and the universe is um, desires to support me and love me and um, teach me, evolve me? So these things come up, right? Like. That are kind of under the question of, I need to be, you know, how do I protect myself energetically? So we kind of need to maybe like, yes, there are answers to that question, but also, what are kind of the root, the root um, threads that cause that question to even bubble up for us? And so if we start with this idea of safety, right? We start this idea, start with this idea of, how safe do I feel? And just for a second, you know, I offer you, if if it feels okay to do this right now, just to close your eyes and to allow yourself a full exhale, just allow your body a full exhale. And I ask you, you know, feel in your body, where does safety live? When I say safety, are you safe? The concept, the feeling, the energetic transmission of safety, where is it, where is its home in your body? And that's a question. I don't have the answer for that, right? Like I'm curious about that. Where does that live in your body? And to ask, uh, you know, one step further, what is the texture of safety in your body? You know, if I ask you to kind of visualize, imagine, expand your sense of safety in your body, what happens? What are the textures that come up? What are the other parts of your body that get activated? What happens to your breath? What happens to the tension in your jaw? What happens to your belly? What happens to your heart space? This is like just beginning to understand and witness how safety currently lives in your body. And again, safety is not a state. It is not a place you land or a place you arrive. Safety is an energy and a transmission and a currency and you can feel that right you can feel that sense that like when I'm in my home hopefully when I'm in my safe place hopefully my body relaxes my brain quiets a little bit and if you were to come to me in my safe place in my home if you were one of my children or a friend or a family or someone I love and you came into my home you would feel that in me. You would feel the work I've done to cultivate a safe space in my home. And I would transmit that energy to you. And I hope you would be able to receive it and it would feel good. We talk about Salt House all the time, the magic of that land, the magic of the work we do there. And I believe so much of that is, is the seeding that the land has done and that and that our work collectively has done to say, like, here you are safe. Here absorb it, soak it in, take it in, nourish yourself, fill your cup with this energy, this transmission, this coin of safety. And so we just start with this idea of where where does it live in our body now? What is the texture of safety in our body right now? And if that's something that's hard for you to connect to, if I'm saying this and you're like, what is she talking about? I don't even know what she's talking about. My brain's thinking about things I have to do. My body feels itchy. I don't know what you mean. Then I would invite you to start with a full breath. Do you feel safe enough in this moment to take a full inhale and a full exhale? Can you give yourself that witnessing? Because this is also important. Like, everything wants to be seen everything wants to be witnessed and I mean everything like your breath it is such an act of love when people talk about breath meditation breath work right like they're saying oh just like sit and you know just breathe and be with your breath and some people are like I hate that that feels terrible to me that's not relaxing to me well then I offer you like what if it was an act what if I said to you it was an act of love for you to sit with your breath for a moment To just say, Oh, I see you breathing body. I see you lungs. I see the energy of the world, the oxygen that the trees have made that like fills me. And I say, Thank you for that. So I just feel that for a second like the gift of this breath. Teachers I've had who work kind of the masculine lineage or talk about masculine practice you're like like, you're not guaranteed your next breath and you're not guaranteed tomorrow and and that's true it's harsh but true and so like could you just in this moment witness this next breath and see what possibility opens up for you just with that loving witnessing Maybe maybe you, when you do that, you say, oh, I actually am also witnessing and seeing the tension in my jaw, or I'm witnessing and seeing, you know, that I'm clenching my belly, or I'm witnessing and seeing that the air feels good on my skin. I'm witnessing and noticing that there's some part of me that's relaxed right now, enjoying this moment, enjoying the light through the windows, enjoying the... The spring blossoms the color in the sky right like there's so much happening all the time and this again comes back to like are you staying with yourself are you here are you even here <laughs> like no judgment me too but like are you even here and it goes back to what i said about the april energy forecast right like your first task this month is to notice where your energy is and notice if it's even here. And if it's not, call it back. Just call it back. You can call it back by sitting with a breath. You can call it back by feeling the ground under your feet. You can call it back by like, just staying still for a moment. And so much of the safety you're creating in your own body is I will stay with me. I don't need to leave here. This is enough. Not only is this enough, this is more than enough. This is a miracle. This is a miracle. Your breath right now, you hearing my voice through whatever device you're using, it's a miracle. The fact that I have the capacity in my life to say to you, it's okay to stay still for a moment, and manage a part of you that maybe feels like it can rest for a moment because it's given that permission. Miracles, like amazing, like what? We're so lucky. We're so, if we are listening to a podcast together, if I am recording out of my home with you, then that is grace. That is a miracle. And so stay with yourself, right? Like that is where safety begins. Because again, like safety is not an arrival point. Now we get to this place where we're like, oh, you know, I've, I've, Fix my root chakra, I'm safe in the world. Because life is constantly changing, the world is constantly changing, and, and there will be moments when you are confronted again. Even just being hungry, right, or being tired, or being sick. These are like simple everyday moments of confrontation with our vulnerability, confrontation with the preciousness of life, confrontation with the fact that things won't stay the same, and that alone can make us feel unsafe, right? So... Like, I'm kind of like, you know, this is me kind of wandering with my thoughts. But my point that I'm trying to make is when someone comes to me and says, how do I protect my energy? I would, I would point them back to, I would get curious first about, well, how safe do you feel? What does safety feel like in your body? And because safety is not a state that we're attaining, safety is a energy we're working with. What do I need to do in my life right now to feel more safe? well, do I need to rest or have a snack or take a walk or get a hug or pet my dog or pay a bill or make a phone call or deal with the thing that is kind of lurking, whether it's big or little, right? Like this is the way we stay with ourselves. This is the way we stay with what is true for us, what needs to be attended to in our life. This is where We begin to talk about that emperor energy of, oh, I'm going to take responsibility for what is actually here and now. Okay, so that's kind of how we begin to think about this idea of safety. And the other thing to think about is, you know, and it's related, but it's also slightly different, is what do I think of the world around me? Like how safe do I feel the world to be? And I would say that those two things are Sorry, did I say they were kind of related? They are directly related. Right? Because the truth is that what happens as you stay with yourself, as you stay with, as you stay with yourself, as you stay here now and you confront what needs to be confronted and you relax what needs to be relaxed and you love what has been tossed aside. Like as you stay with yourself, this is where the practice of the word integrity comes into play. There's a couple definitions of integrity that I like. One is um, just the idea that integrity is wholeness. I think Gay Hendrix says it that way. So your integrity is your wholeness, your ability to be with all that is and hold all that is and, again, not turn away what is unpleasant or shameful or hurt in you or angry in you. Integrity is I will be with all of me. There's no part of me that is that needs to be turned away, right? The other definition of integrity I really like is I heard someone say it on like, I'm probably on TikTok or on some podcast, but he said, I'm sorry, I can't remember who it was, but he said, integrity is there is the you, there is the you that exists that is like true and clear and you recognize yourself like it's the you you live with. And then there's the you that you present to the world. There's the you that's actually out in the world living a life. He said, "In the distance between that is the gap in your integrity. He said, ideally, we're bringing those two things closer and closer together. So the person that we say we are is the person that we're showing up as. And when we are out in the world, we're not performing a version of ourselves that we think we should be performing. We're actually just authentically being ourselves. So whatever, whichever of those kind of resonates in terms of the idea of integrity, what I would say to you is that your sense of safety in the world is directly correlated to how much you're living in integrity. What that means is that when we're living in alignment with who we really are and we are staying in wholeness, we are like kind of addressing life as it comes, staying here, staying here, right? When we're staying here, there's, there's nothing to be, there's kind of nothing to be attacked and there's nothing to defend because it, it just is what it is. And we know that as much as we might try and strive and seek, that we're not perfect and that we are going to do the best we can to stay here and to not trespass where we don't belong. I love that word, trespass. I always remember when I was little and I'd go to church and we would, um, trespass against us. Those who have trespassed, it's like from the, our father, I think I always loved it. And I always used to picture like a little lawn and that I wouldn't step on my neighbor's lawn and they wouldn't step on my lawn. And it's kind of like a cute way of thinking about it. But like, even as I've grown up, this idea of trespassing, like it's something to really sit with that energy around trespassing. Like, what does it mean to trespass? Like it goes back to what I was. Saying. It's so interesting how that April, that fence line, that boundary line, really is like so relevant to this conversation. Obviously, that's why I'm, why I'm talking about it, I guess. But it's so relevant to this conversation because it's like, what does it mean to like kind of coexist and be a force for love and justice and good in the world without trespassing, like without stepping, overstepping, without needing someone else to be different without trying to fix it without trying to force some the world to be different than it is right how do we like kind of move and sorry so i'm getting a little bit like lost in my tangents but this is what i'm trying to say about integrity and what my experience has been you know over over the time i've i've kind of investigated this or thought about this is that you you become like your gravitational pull your solidness becomes more tangible and there's a settling that happens and a um, a settling and a like a piece I guess that comes over you when you f- feel all of your pieces converging back together when you notice that all the threads that you've kind of had out in the world or sent out to other people or sent out to other ideas, or to the past, or to the future, or to the way it should have been, right? Like all those tethers kind of get pulled back, and you're just here. And here is not always easy, but it is safe in a way that's, I don't know if I can transmit it in words, but what I, I hope it's an experience you're able to have in your body, either you have had or you will have, that when I pull all of my pieces back together, when I take full responsibility for my wholeness I just feel safer because there's nothing to attack or defend right it just is what it is It just is what it is until it's something else and then we handle the next thing that comes so again like tell me about energetic protection and I would say to you tell me about how safe you feel in the world tell me about the places you're out of integrity and instead of or along with protecting your energy like I would call on you to do the work to bring yourself back into integrity back into wholeness closer to wholeness again like we are not arriving as humans like we don't we need to kind of take that goal off the table like I'm going to get to this place where I am in total integrity and I'm completely whole and like okay whatever like (laughs) it's not that's not necessarily like that. Kendra, a woman I used to study with. Like she used to say, it was "So beautiful," and it always stuck with me. She'd say, "Like it's like a yoga that you gesture towards these things, but we never arrive, right? You just you just keep holding the pose and gesturing towards these these concepts, these these ideals, these energies of something like integrity, something like safety." So knowing that we don't need to arrive anywhere, but but our gesture is, our gesture speaks volumes. You know, our gesture kind of moves mountains. Tell me about energetic protection. Tell me about how, what safety feels like in your body. Tell me about how kind of, how much, uh, how much accountability you're taking in terms of your integrity. Tell me about the places where you're pretending. Tell me about the places where you don't feel like you're enough. Tell me about the places where you're smiling through the pain, right? And that's where the work comes in. And I know that's not a sexy answer. And I know it's more fun for me to tell you about black tourmaline and flower essences. But I'll, what I'll say is like it's like it's momentous work, like to to sit with that and to get serious enough about your peace and your sense of safety, to like look out into the world, and be like, where am I out of line? Where And I don't mean that like, you're so out of line. I mean that like out of alignment. Where am I out of alignment? And what do I want to do to kind of bring myself closer to wholeness? The level of safety, the level of power that you feel in that place is worth it. It's just so, so worth the hard work. It's so worth the investigation. So tell me about energetic protection. Tell me about those things. Tell me about how, kind you are to your thoughts, kind you are to your pain, kind you are to your hopes, kind you are to your breath. How close to home are you? And I I would say that the work you do to cultivate your sense of safety and power from that place, the idea of energetic protection will just become so much less interesting. And I don't mean that in like a Not less interesting because that sounds kind of like harsh and like judgy. It's more like it just, your curiosity will go elsewhere. (laughs) Like your curiosity will go to other places. Your curiosity will, like you just will naturally kind of get curious about other things. That's my very long talk about energetic protection. And that is like a long-term conversation like that's not like a one and done like okay well I can just tie this thing around my wrist and now I'm good to go and I don't discount any of that stuff there is such power in ritual such power power in symbolism and all of that is important and good and right and you should be like you should have full permission to explore and play on every level of expression and ornamentation and curiosity there like curiosity about what what's possible there and in the long term the work you do to gather yourself together to stay with yourself is the like that's the like that's the deep the deeper side of it that's the it's like finding a dress that you feel sexy in and the dress works and it makes you feel sexy and amazing and like beautiful. And then it's like moving your body so that you get stronger and you feel more flexible and you feel more in your body. And that's a different kind of sexiness, right? They're both valuable. They're both like important, but there's something about that that like showing up for your body every day, taking good care of yourself, eating well, and exercising, and moving, and like feeling the power of your incredible body, that that's a sexiness that's like foundational. And then the dress just feels even better, the sexy dress feels even better when you put it on, right? Same thing, like energetic protection, anything that is gonna work for you, that's gonna give you some sense of safety in the world is valuable. And there is work you can do on your integrity and on your relationship with this, with this transmission of safety, that is like kind of even deeper. And they complement each other. It's like neither good nor bad, um, but like different, different, uh, different commitments. If that makes sense. And whatever. Sometimes you want the lighter commitment. Sometimes you just want a sexy new dress. Nothing wrong with that. But when people ask me this question. I can't help but get curious about where it's coming from. So I will say that I do need that sometimes. I do need a sexy dress sometimes, and I do need to feel a little safer sometimes. And um, I would kind of offer you three things that really work for me, and then I would say explore and play and find what works for you. There's no no shortage of information out there in terms of what you can do to kind of protect your body, protect your space, protect your field. The first thing I'll say is that, you know, get to know your energetic body. I think many, many, many of us, most of us, are not taught about our energetic body. And it is a true thing. And if you are rolling, if if you've gotten this far in this podcast, you're probably not rolling your eyes at me. But if you're rolling your eyes at me, like the way I teach this in in Reiki 1, right, is to close your eyes and feel someone approach you you don't need to hear them or see them or even smell them to feel their energy coming close to your energy, to feel them. And you feel it when someone you don't like gets too close, someone stands too close to you. You can feel it when someone you do love stands close to you. Like you don't need to, you don't need any of your physical senses alive to have an experience of someone's energy close to you. And the reason you don't need to have your physical senses is because you have your energy body. And I think that when people think of their aura or their energetic field, they often are taught that it's like a bubble, right? It's like this bubble of energy. And it's not. I mean, I want you to think about it more like a moving organism. I want you to think about it like wind or water or air or fire, or whatever element speaks to you, it's, it's, it's flowing, it's moving, it's constant. And it's taking in information from the environment and it's sending out transmissions as well and this is like a side note different conversation but your energetic transmission the the messaging that that aura is sending out is so much more powerful than i think you could ever do or say or be in the world and that's why this work about integrity this work about safety Matters because it's not just your experience; it's the way you change other people's experience of the world. It's what you offer other people in terms of um, this is a possibility. It's the song you sing. You know, the song you sing is, "I am safe and I, you know, I feel safe in the world. I am a safe place." And the song you sing is like, "You can trust who I am is who I am, and it's not gonna change with the wind." Like those things feel good to people, and it not only feels good to them, it's not only a transmission, but it's something they can take into their field and and help them get curious about how they can find more safety in the world, how they can feel more at home in their own, in their own being. So side note, but the idea is that you can take in and you're taking in information all the time. And in shamanic work, we talk about the assemblage point, right? That is like the Taurus that allows energy to come in and out of your field. Oh, there's so much you could say about this, but even just this concept of your energy, your energetic body is not a, like a thing to be violated. It is not a you know a still bubble to be popped or a, an energy that is um, boundless. It has its own movement, its own currents, and so when you walk into any space, and it also is incredibly um, sensitive to your intention to what you need, to what you are transmitting. So when you walk into a space, do you walk into a space kind of blind to that energetic field or do you take stock of it and say like, this is my field. This is the, the texture of what's happening for me. I'm feeling vulnerable or I'm feeling strong or I'm feeling um, sad or I'm feeling curious, like whatever the texture, taking stock of what is, again, coming back to what is, coming back home, so boring, so dynamic, like both and, right, so coming back home to what is, and saying like, what is the state of my field, what do I need in this moment, do I need to express the joy, and power, and um, satisfaction I'm feeling, and allow that to gift the world, like my cup runneth over, do I need to protect myself a little bit, and And when I say protect myself, it's not like I'm closing it off. But become aware of the texture of your energy field. Become aware of the power of it. Like, for me, I've always pictured it kind of this like watery wind, like a little bit of this, like, kind of a little bit of a rainstorm around me. And when I need it to, it can activate in such a way that there's so much movement and energy there that nothing can get into it. It's like a, you know, a little bit of a rain. And so, like, energy is not going to pass through it. Like, people are... I'm not going to kind of absorb what's happening in other people's fields because I'm focused on what's happening in my own field. And this idea that, people's, that people can like kind of walk by you and like shoot bad things into your field, I just want to offer that that's not necessarily the case and you have so much more power in this situation than you might have been told. So like what do you do to prepare your energy field when it feels vulnerable, when you feel unsure? And again, like you can do cord cutting and you can do aura work and you can do chakra work and all of that stuff is going to be, it's going to help. Like all of that stuff's going to make you, if it works for you, it works for you. If it makes you feel safer and stronger and more capable, then yes, yes, and yes, right? But my, but my, my point is that there's this idea that your aura is this kind of like soft place and it's not, it's incredibly, incredibly powerful. You'll have moments where it feels vulnerable when you open yourself up to someone when you open your heart to someone you open yourself you know physically or sexually to someone you're kind of there is more of a vulnerability in your field and that's why you are careful with who you open yourself to right so again like you trust yourself when is it time to open to someone and when when like how slow do i need to move in that process Am I trusting my instincts? If my instincts are saying this doesn't feel quite right or this feels rushed, am I trusting my ability to kind of hold back and be like, actually, this doesn't feel good. I'm going to I'm gonna sit for a minute. Or is my energy out with the other person? Am I worried about what they need and what, what it's like for them? And so I kind of barrel past my boundaries, barrel past my instincts. Again, another conversation. But this idea that your aura has its own signature, its own strength, its own ecosystem is something for you just to kind of be aware of there's so much you can activate in your field and again it starts with this idea of like what do I need in this moment how am I feeling in this moment what's true for me right now and then not only feeling that but honoring it and staying with it and watching as it changes shape and evolving as it does but like starting with this idea of what do I need in this moment especially when you're entering spaces or places where you don't feel quite sure I think that every teenager in the entire world should be taught children as well but like especially when your teenagers and your sense of identity starts to kind of shift i wish every teenager was taught that what they feel might not be theirs because their their energy fields are are quite open this is again like another conversation about liminal spaces and about you know what it's like to go through these long arcs of puberty these long arcs of perimenopause where like you're in this kind of liminal place and you are vulnerable in that time seriously another conversation i don't want to get too off track but like i wish every child and, and teenager was taught that to to understand their own energy to feel the, the boundaries of their own energy and then to have the capacity to to understand when they're feeling their their experience or they're feeling someone else's experience I mean, children i think do it with their families all the time teenagers do it out with their friends all the time but then like we should be teaching them better okay totally off track so you have a sense of your field. Then you have this. In shamanism, we call it your vira kocha, It's your eighth chakra, and the eighth chakra is the place where it's it's spirit experiencing itself as you, and that is something you can wrap around yourself at any moment. So anytime you feel disconnected from spirit, you feel unsafe, you feel unsure, you feel vulnerable, you just reach up above your head into that chakra and. Pull it down over you like a cocoon. Wrap yourself in spirit. That is something that is a shamanic teaching, and there's much more to know about it, but it can't hurt to know about it now. It can't hurt to know that spirit, your guides, your angels, are always with you, and they are always willing to wrap you in protection. And it is simple as asking for it. It's as simple as reaching up and wrapping yourself in it. It's as simple as saying, like, protect me. Like, I'm not sure, and I, I need... be protected. You can call on spirits of plants, spirits of stones, spirits of crystals, like whatever feels good to you, people that you love. That is always available to you and really it should never be forgotten. Like you could wrap yourself in the blanket of love that is your spirit guides energy anytime you need it. And like you, you don't wear it out. You never like, you don't get, you know, X number of uses. You could do it every day if you wanted. And then one of my favorite tools ever is um, flower essences, so box floral essences. And I just, over my life, has, have been astounded again and again at the gift that is flower essence medicine. Um, for times where you feel vulnerable, um, there are a lot of different options. And one of my favorites is a walnut. So whenever you're in any kind of transitional space, Walnut is something you can put into your water or put on your tongue that just helps your yourself stay steady in who you are. Wild oat is another favorite one of mine. Wild oat, every time I get off track or, or doubt myself or feel like unsure about what's next, I start taking wild oat uh, flower essence. And wild oat has this incredible ability, incredibly powerful ability to align the world with clarity towards the direction you're supposed to take, with clarity towards your purpose. So, we could have a whole conversation about flower essences. I just, they're my, like, one of my favorite, favorite tools ever. But a way to protect yourself is, again, what flower essences are, are offering you is not a remedy or a medicine. Flower essences are singing the song of possibility, and your energetic field is reaching towards it. Your energetic field is saying, oh, right, I remember that song. I feel depleted and tired and vulnerable and sad and unsure and angry and confused and abandoned. But when I hear the song, my body remembers that I also feel possibility. I also feel hope. I also feel curiosity. I also feel security. Like all those things kind of get called up, I also feel vitality, and the flower essence is literally like singing the song, and your, your aura is like, oh, I remember, I love that tune, I forgot, and your your energy shifts to meet that song, so I love flower essences, um, and then I'm not like a huge crystal person, there's so, I'll put some people who are, who are just brilliant about crystals, and maybe the show notes, but one of my favorites is Black Tourmaline, the Sorcerer's Stone. I have it on every doorway in my house. I have it on my person. I give it to everyone I know who's in any kind of service position or any kind of position where they have to interact with people in low states. And Black Tourmaline is an incredibly protective stone. And what it does is it helps you stay in your field, and it helps your field keep clear of outside influences. So anything that might be sticky or or heavy that that you know is being asked to to, like asking your body your field to transmute black tourmaline is um, a brilliant kind of like cheat code for like no thank you (laughs) like a cheat code for like no that can stay there and I can be with you in it and I can love you through it and I can hold you and support you and love you but it's not my job to take heavy energy from you so all that to be said that I'm going to do like another episode on women and energy in particular and the feminine and energy in particular. But it's important to note that taking responsibility, having integrity in our energy is important because when we don't have that, we are more vulnerable to taking on things that don't belong to us. We have become more vulnerable to this idea of leaving here going into other people's energy trying to fix it for other people going again to the future of the past some other place that is not here and all of your power is here all of your power is in the witnessing and the staying with here so when you feel disempowered when you feel unsafe I just I would remind you to check in on those things am i actually here am i staying with myself am i am i listening to i'm witnessing what is true for me am i am i being kind of my own best friend and when you are doing that that becomes like where your attention goes and that becomes the place to fortify and again like all the other ornaments are great but like when you feel unsafe it's usually a call to check in like the executive part of you to check in and be like actually what do I need right now and how can I best honor that and you know it's easy for me to say all of this sitting in my you know safe office and having enough you know like I'm blessed in this moment to have enough in every in every dimension I'm like very grateful for the Abundance that is my life. And still, from this place, I can feel unsafe, right? I can feel fear. I can feel um, vulnerability. And so, I would also say that from this place, it's my job, my duty, my like responsibility to cultivate that energy of safety as much as possible to like face fear, to fill my space with love as much as possible, because that's best way that I can show up as a force for like good in the world, as a force for, as a transmission of you're okay in the world. And usually when you go to that place, when you, when you find yourself in that place of, yeah, I'm safe and I have enough and everything is okay your your natural instinct will be to offer yourself, your service, your heart, your love to the world. And that's when we show up. And that's when we show up in a way that actually serves and empowers other people. That is my very long rambling on this. I hope it made sense. My beautiful friends at Salt House told me not to edit myself, but I hope that that's right. <laughs> you guys aren't like... What is she even talking about? Um, but that's it. I hope that that offered you some something to think about. I hope it offered you something to get curious about. I thought. I hope it offered you some light and some love in your life and some sense that again, you really do deserve to feel safe in the world. Everyone deserves to feel safe in the world, and I hope that we're moving towards a time and a and an era that that can just be more and more true for everyone. Because when you're safe is when you have room to give and when you have the room to see possibility and when you are able to celebrate the diversity of our world, celebrate all the many ways that source and the divine are expressing themselves. And you just want there to be more beauty and more art and more love from this place. So I hope that helps you in this April month and I'm sending you so much love and in any way possible transmitting to you that any need you have around safety, around protection is valid and I hope that you find the tools that work for you in exactly the right way. All right, sending you love and black tourmaline.